0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Day. Today I bring in a co-host because we have a very special episode. I have Christy Miller here. Hello. And we are doing a beautiful tribute to the great comic Marilyn Martinez. Um, I wanted to do this episode. Marilyn died in 2006. Uh, she was born February 9th, 1955. I'll have to fact check in just a second um and i felt like i wanted to honor her um she was a latina comic very popular at the comedy store and christy over here she can speak more about her and talk about her and her legacy more as she was close friends with her so i'm so glad thank you christy for coming in of course it's Marilyn. yes
1: i I moved to new york in 2005 so Mm -hmm. it was like a year before she died And so I didn't get to see her the last year, but we were very close. She's very much one of those ride or die. If you haven't looked her up, You have to look her up. She was so real and so raw and so funny. And that's the thing with the comedy store that Mitzi Shore used to nurture and and push was us to be that raw and that real. She didn't like safe cookie cutter, you know, hacky, black people do this and white people do that and Spanish people do that. She didn't. Or do that dating um, BS. I hate when. What's up with airline food? <laughs> and, you know, Mitzi hated that. She, mm-hmm. oh God, it's too polished. You know, she hated it. Mm-hmm. Marilyn is literally, to me, like when I started there, you know, she was there before me. I got there in 1995. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, Marilyn was just this raw, uncensored, unfiltered, real human being compared to back then. Mm-hmm that Latina and Latino comics were like this little niche and you couldn't, you had to, you had to be back then in the nineties, you had to be hacky. If you were any kind of any kind of different ethnicity than white or, and it was like black comics had, you know, they you know, black people do this and white people do that and all that, you know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you know all that shit. Uh, but it was more blacks at that point were a little more mainstream than the other marginalized mm-hmm. communities. and, The one thing I did notice in the 90s was when I started that gays could not talk about being gay on stage if they wanted to work the mainstream clubs. Mm. And there was very few Latin comics on mainstream lineups. At the time, it was just like there would be like one or two. But Mitzi loved Latin comics. She loved all ethnicity. She loved different. She loved edgy and raw and real. So she loved... She, she thought like the mainstream, like the improv comics mm-hmm. and all that, the the laugh, fast, she thought it was just too main, too polished, too corporate. Ugh, it doesn't work here because we were like the jazz club. So Marilyn Martinez is basically a product of what the, to me, she's a great representation of what female comics were like. Yes. And that Mitzi supported and pushed mm-hmm. because she wasn't your typical Latina comic. She just laid it out there. Like she didn't care, she didn't give a fuck what people thought of her. She was like, i you know, I'm a fat bitch. What the fuck? You get? So what? I eat. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm just a right. fat bitch."
0: Like she owned every pound of herself. What really um kind of it's bothers me, joke, me is, you know, she was very good, similar to Roseanne. But why didn't back then nobody give any Latinas any chance? Her comedy—they weren't was, ready for it. They weren't ready. Mainstream
1: comedy was not ready for a Latina leading lady, or you know what I mean? Like that. Like, remember back then, like black leading ladies and leading men were just coming into, right? You know, we had Cosby in the 80s, but you know, he was what white people were safe around. Yes. You know? And to find out, they weren't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Dun, dun, dun. Right, right. You know, and it's like they weren't ready for, like, you never saw like a Paul Mooney or an Eddie Griffin or, you know, comics like that that were edgy, pushing boundaries in the box. I mean, there's a million of them because I started out with, I can't th- think of all the names right now, but mm-hmm. you never saw them on mainstream comedy shows. No. They weren't... He- Damon Wayans, right. very safe, very nice. All oh, white people feel safe around him, so we'll put him on. He's, yeah. he's good, you know, and it's Damon I love, and he's one of the funniest dudes I've ever known in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you never saw, like like a Latina, you know, like mm-hmm. look Look at Paul Rodriguez was like their big Latin comic yeah. in the seventies yeah. and eighties. And he wasn't even mainstream, even though he was, but for Latins, he was, but yeah. for
0: whites, he wasn't. Growing up the big names. I remember first number one was Paul Rodriguez Yep, and then, um, George Lopez wasn't, it was way, way... When- George Lopez didn't hit until the 90s. Right, and it took his show. Late 90s. And it took his show for to people to even recognize who he was. When he got his late night talk
1: mm-hmm. show, that's what helped whites and mainstream digest yes. a Latin man, a Latin leading man. You know, somebody that didn't look like them as... A host, as like whatever the people like, get over yourselves. Mm -hmm. But that's just how, because people forget. Like we live in Los Angeles, we live in New York City, the two biggest cities, the two most, you know, open and very integrated cities. Well, LA is kind of separated and segregated, but we, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. But it's like Hollywood. Hollywood's very integrated now, and we come from these big blue cities like this, very liberal, open, anything goes, everything's accepted. We don't give a shit. We're Mm -hmm. very open, but we forget. All that land in between New York City yeah. and Los Those Angeles, Middle America. Middle America is the consensus. Yeah. So we gotta we have to think what are they gonna react to? That's what the networks think. Right. So having a Latino leading man or a Latina leading woman or even a black leading man that wasn't right. Take to say wasn't cooning
0: like you know like right. a Bill Cosby or you know. But what gets me is Marilyn was actually born in Colorado. Yep. Was she's yeah. an American citizen? I have this problem too. I hear I was born as well, but she was very, you know, funny in her act. Especially, I love the um, phone sex. Oh, that's act. her big closer. That was uh, <laughs> I'm you know that used
1: she used to. Cr- I mean, rooms would just crush with that. Like she would come out mm-hmm. and be like, "What was it like?" Uh, fuck Jenny Craig. That was her opening joke, and just yeah. laughs for like uh, like literally a minute to two minutes because here is this fat Mexican like Rosanna Bar, you right. know, El El Rosanna, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's like a Latina Roseanne Bar, and she just comes out and just like fuck it. But remember, back then it was whoa it's a latino mm. woman talking like that like you know we expect that out of them so but we don't want that on our mainstream tv nowadays mm. Marilyn's act if you look back on Marilyn martinez's act and watch her set it's so relevant today yeah and that's the funny thing is she that was, was what 20 20 something years ago like 20 years ago that was out something like that it was like 20 yeah. 22 years something like that and now that act is she could come out today. Like she can come, we could dig her out of the grave and put her on a stage and do her same act and she would murder. Yeah. But it would be taken differently because now with social media, now more people that are not in know that are in the cul-de-sac that, that don't live anywhere near black or brown people or anything different than them. Well, you ain't right. from around here, either you, you, you know, they're more exposed now. So the more exposed that people get to different ethnicities. Right and different backgrounds or different jet gen- whatever you want to identify. If you want to identify as a fucking table, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like just be funny, be the funniest right, table right. in the room, bitch. I don't <laughs> care. <Be> this- <laughs> I can't, I can't with all, but it's like, yeah. it's, I don't care. Right, I right. just want people to be happy. Right. And now with middle America kind of, catching up right right because because the, of social he- media.
0: Well also the Latino population is the highest and Texas for instance their demographics is higher than any And it's other so left- funny that
1: the whitest white governor is shipping them out. <laughs> like dude what are you doing? <laughs> It's not Texas. It's El Texas. You bitch! Like right, shut up. Right. This is this is their. They were here first. Right. We just we just kind of we just draw the line on our property and kick them out and like made the property line a little lower. That's all we did. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Like everybody. Right. Like I don't understand. Like it's. Uh, uh, don't get me started on that because I go crazy. <laughs> I can't.
0: I can't. I, <laughs> Another I episode. We'll go. Yeah. yeah, we'll go crazy. We'll go
1: crazy. You'll see. My my. I'll be like Norma Ray standing on the table, son <laughs> of union. I'm like immigrants. So. Yeah. But it's like it's so funny because now, but just with everything, everybody's more exposed to that. And and Marilyn did grow up in a very white community, yeah. a white suburban community, but she was teased and bullied so much. Like um one of the videos I got that will show uh-huh. my cousin was very close to her too. He's a comedian, Mike Miratori. Okay. He was he was he you'll see the video. He he was telling stories about like like when she was in the hospital before she died. But like, you know, how like one of her um, requests to her husband to not bury her in a box in the ground because she's scared of being in the ground because she was putting holes as a kid and they'd have to dig her out like the white kids would bully her and oh bury her in holes yeah it's, she was tortured Marilyn was very tortured and because she was the only brown girl in the yeah. in a white society and remember she was born in the
0: 50s <gasps> so it's different Yeah, being now. Yeah, now is totally now.
1: You know, and I remember being in high school. I graduated in 1988, even though I'm only 23 (laughs) Um, (laughs) in dog years. (laughs) But I graduated in 88. And I remember and I took Spanish in high school Mm because I'm from California. Mm -hmm. So my thing was, I better learn Spanish. Because everybody that does the work is Spanish. And I want to talk to them. I think they're amazing. They're fun. Yeah. And in ninth was it ninth or t- it was 10th grade spanish i remember mrs marshall my spanish teacher It was like an accelerated class so it was pretty intense and she was giving us like lessons on like you know not just telling the language but she would thought she was amazing she uh-huh. was such a cool lady and she said that they predicted and this is in the 80s the late mid to late 80s wow. they predicted in the united states by the year 2026 that the the dominant uh, race in the United States would be Spanish, and Spanish would be one of the main speaking languages. And we're in
0: 2023.
1: We're not far off. Yeah. You well, know, it, like it, it's, it's kind it's, of on it's, time.
0: It's growing, but even um, I've noticed because with this show, I've been trying to showcase more different Latino um comics, but it's been hard, to, you know, finding them. And It it's is hard. And it's disappointing when I'm looking at certain clubs. I'm not going to name the clubs.
1: Name them all of them
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i don't see any representation well there, i i will
1: say this just because i am in the scene mm-hmm. there is a lot of latin comics mm-hmm. but just a lot of them like what's happening we're in a huge transition in the comedy scene especially in new york city i'm mm-hmm. sure it's like this in la too i, can't, I haven't been home in a while mm-hmm. But what I'm noticing in the last, since post-COVID, okay. the transition that we're in now, like a lot of things are have shifted and it's coming from the top, but it's not like when we came out of COVID, everybody was like, everybody's a person. Like after 9-11, remember that? Everybody yes. was American yes. for like a month and yeah. then we hated each other mm-hmm. 31 days later. And we were all friends until like, oh, it's been a month. All right, fuck you. I hate you again. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like we came out of COVID, clubs were just booking comics that check the boxes not necessarily funny and oh. so oh this is a black person this is a gay person this is a latino person this is you know they a, were filling a, a quota quotas yeah they were i was calling them checkbox comedy shows because it was like these comic and i'm like wait a minute i've been there's to really good <laughs> there's really good latino and latina comics there's yeah. great ones I, I i could give you a list and there's great gay comics that are hysterical i could give you a list but they weren't worried about that. And the thing is, like, I can get deep with this shit because I'm very emotionally invested. Whether or not it's true or not doesn't matter. But if you think about it, because being a woman comic, remember, we were ostracized in the 80s yes. and 90s. I'm
0: still seeing women co- comics being ostracized. Yeah,
1: we we they give us a little and then they pull back because what they do is they book based on the checkbox versus mm. how funny are you. Or with women, they book us on, you know, can I flirt with you and maybe sleep with you, or do you have a lot of followers? Yeah, I, we'll I've been book to a you few because of that. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I only have thirty three hundred, so I have zero basically because I'm not a. I'm fifty three. You know, I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm prehistoric. Right. You know, come on. I'm like a pterodactyl. Yeah. I'm a sherodactyl. So um, (laughs) that was bad. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But it's like, you know, I'm learning and I learned all this stuff in COVID as a crash course. I just sat in lockdown and walked myself. And it's so much work with social media. Oh, my God. So what I'm finding is like the really funny comics, especially at Gen X, like, Mm -hmm. you know, with Marilyn, she was part, you know, she's before me, obviously, but she's still in my genre. I'm sorry. She's still in my genre. Like we were still her and I did a lot of shows together and, mm-hmm. and we rolled together. That was, she was such a ride or die. She was, I loved the stories. It's so funny. So, um, what I find is that the funnier the comics are, the less followers or social media presences they have.
0: I've noticed that too. I, social you have a
1: hundred thousand followers and you ain't got five minutes to save your life on a stage. You, you suck. And no. then I got a feature for you, and then I bury you, and then you're upset because I was funny. She was too much. <laughs> well, bitch, nobody cares. Be funny. I'm yeah. opening a comedy club called Nobody Cares. Be funny. Will you go? <laughs> Thank you.
0: Now, you're you're so right about um social media because I have a big social media, and I've dealt with people that have bigger ones or whatever, and I just, I've noticed, like, the numbers – really don't mean anything because i've had certain comics and i see more engagement with certain comics Mm -hmm. that don't have a following and some that have a following and i don't see nothing so i have a
1: small following but i have a lot of engagement i have a lot of true fans on my like i have some diehard fans i'm very lucky Yeah, I mean, I love everybody. All thirty three hundred of you, probably (laughs) twenty two hundred ninety nine, are probably my family. But oh, I don't have a family. Never mind. But you know what I mean, right? But you know, like, but everybody that engages with me, I I love every single person. So there's like a coming back and forth. People will DM me and ask me stuff or say funny shit or send me funny things, and I'll send shit right back to them like they're my friends because they are my friends to me because they were there for me when nobody else was. And I'm a one-man band. I don't have a big celebrity opening doors for me so I right. can get in. I'm not blowing everybody to get in, which I'm about ready to. You know, I'm tired. <laughs> anybody? No, <laughs> You know, ready. but it's like, so I'm grateful for right. everyone that loves me and loves what I do and buys my album, Brutally Yours, on Spotify, on <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> it's so sad. But, you know, anyone that supports me, right. I truly love and I'm genuinely grateful. Well, you were
0: passed by Mitzi. So yes. to me, anybody... She loved me, right? Oh, I loved Mitzi. Anybody that was passed by Mitzi to me—that's something big, because I and admire that woman so much. She, Mitzi, had an eye
1: for comedy, and she would see things that we wouldn't see. And I'm like, "Girl, really that one?" And then, boom, they're huge. And I'm like, "Oh, this bitch saw it before we did." Wow. But she's—that was her thing. That was her passion. That was her love. Was the comedy store was her baby. She was our godmother you know she raised all of us in our comedy lives you know and it's just like you know so and and the fact that you know we were like the jazz club of the comedy mm-hmm. clubs in LA so you would never see me or marilyn martinez or anybody like that at the improv or the laugh factory mm. i got past at the laugh factory but i only got one spot and then i was told that was too rough even though i murdered because mm. people people want real they do they want real they don't want safe and like i always tell people like and it's fine if that's what you do because I'm not good at it. So anyone that can play corporate gigs or be safe or do cruise ships and go, did you hear the one about the airline? <laughs> you know, God bless you. Right. I don't resonate because my brain, am That I'm seems up. to
0: be hard. I've seen some companies to be clean.
1: It's hard. It's But some people, that's what they do and that's right. easy for them. I'm not wired that way. I'm wired to see things differently and I don't have a fear and I love – Busting balls. I right. love ranting about shit. I love roasting. I love throwing myself under the bus. I yeah. love self deprecation. <laughs> it is so fun because it's because you can laugh at yourself. Right. And then you can laugh at everybody. You make fun, I, you know, because I come from a place of love. Right. And there's a thing that, you know, when you see angry comics or people that rant, that they come and sometimes you go, oh, that's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, and I've gotten uncomfortable, which is very hard to make me uncomfortable, by the way. Mm-hmm. Very hard. But when I get uncomfortable, I know it's not coming from a genuine place of love. It's coming from something else in them. It's like, ooh, you got some issues you need to work out because it's not their fault. Don't be taking it out on them. Right. And they attack and it's more of a defense and they attack the audience as opposed to bring them into the show mm-hmm. and have fun and break balls like you're with your friends. Right. It's And that's a, and to me, I that's my thing. I'm really great at it. That's my strength. And that's what I that's what I know, and that's what I'm wired like. So I stick to what I'm good at, versus I try to be clean. I've
0: tried. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Marilyn right now be like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You ain't clean, <laughs> girl. No, you know. Tell me about the first time you met her and where. Oh my and, God. Yeah. Do you, this the is the comedy store. Uh huh. She came in and she had a spot, and she always wore those big
1: long dresses, mm-hmm. the big the big moo-moos. and then uh, her and her her husband David would be behind her walking behind her and she just came in and I just loved her energy so I just started talking to her so I was a waitress when I started stand-up at the comedy Mm -hmm. store so I could be in the building and learn and do open mics at the same time and she was just so real like she was just like hey girl like what's up like it was like like I was on her level already and I just Mm -hmm. started
0: and she was never full like full of she was just open right
1: ever are you kidding we her and I used to make fun of people (laughs) Oh, my God. She goes, yeah, I hate him too. Like, she goes, what do you think of that one? And I'm like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Goes, yeah. <laughs> like, she would egg you on. Yeah, he is a piece of shit, huh? Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck him. I remember um, – well, I've told this story before. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal, but it's just it's it's just a stupid story about one time because, um, you know, there's a comic, a, a well-known comic uh, named Jay Moore that – he was a womanizer and he was a scumbag. Mm. So he thought one night it was okay to pin me against the gate in the, in the hallway of the comedy store that went to the basement. And pin me against it and shove his crotch into me and look oh, at me because I no. want to fuck the shit out of you so bad. And then a waitress came down and go, what's going on? And he dropped me and went like, there's nothing. Because he was married oh, at wow. the time. Yeah. And then um, I just walked away. Like it stopped. And I looked at him like, I'll fucking, I will rip your nuts off and shove them up your fucking ass. And he never bothered me again. Mm-hmm. You know, he tried it, failed, and and whatever. You know, it's not a big deal. Right. He'd be like, "Oh, he me too." Stop. I I didn't get hurt. Nobody got hurt. Mm-hmm. Nothing happened. He tried. Right, right, right. You know, it's he whatever. Tried, yeah. And Mitzi would tell me to shut up if I told her. Mm. And 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 I'm a big girl. I can handle yeah. myself. If it kept going, I would say something. Right, right, right. But you know, you that. But comics are just scumbags anyway. Mm. So. I didn't think anything of it so but I told Marilyn of course mm-hmm. and then one night um we were, I she rode with me we used to drive together to the comedy store so because we used to live by each other in Silver Lake for I lived there for a couple years so mm-hmm. she lived right by me so I would come get her and we would go together so I used to drive this 1970 Volkswagen bug convertible <laughs> it was adorable I miss my car so we were at the light at Franklin and Fairfax turning left cuz we were going to the comedy store And all of a sudden, pulling up in the right lane next to us in a Jeep was Jay Moore. And I'm like, she goes, Christy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. She goes, oh, my God. She goes, should I wave? And I go, no. (laughs) And she's locked because she knew what happened. So she was teasing. Mm -hmm. She was totally teasing me. And I'm like, fuck. And we're at a red light. And there was no traffic. So I hit the gas. I'm like, I don't want him to see me. But he saw because my car, everybody knew my car because it was such a – you know, carved cutout of a car. It was adorable. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hit the gas. We didn't go very fast because it was a bug. So, mm, you know, it sounds like a lawnmower. I hit that gas and ran that light and went down Fairfax. <laughs> I was like, get away from him because I don't want to see anything. Or right, see, right, you know, right. I'm like, ugh, he's yeah. such a scumbag. I don't want, you know, I, I didn't want the, I don't want the issue. But it was right. so funny. We were dying. But yeah, her and I, I remember um, one of the last New Year's Eves, I was there at the store and we had a spot. And um, I remember Skippy Simon rang in the new year at midnight in the OR. And then I went on at 1215 and Marilyn was at 1230. So we rode in together and um, we're standing back there. And it was a really, sm- like the comics had been bombing all night. We got there kind of early cause we knew traffic and it was going to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So we got there kind of early to hang out with everybody. And and then uh, we're standing back there going, oh God, this is so painful. All the, co- cause it was only like maybe 15 people in the room Mm -hmm. and it should have been 185 right and the main room was packed but the or wasn't and the comics were all eating shit sandwiches all night (laughs) because they were just like "Mm," like shut up yeah be grateful yeah so skippy goes up kind of wakes him up he brings me up but i go up and do what i do because i just don't give a shit because i was pissed off at everybody for it sucks in here nobody's in here people were walking out and I was like, fuck, man. They're walking the room? Like, come on. Don't make them feel bad for being here. Me and Marilyn. Marilyn's like, yeah, I know. Fuck them, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I go up and I do my thing, kind of put some life back into the room. We get partying again. And yeah. then Marilyn goes up. And I sat off to the side by Jeff Scott's piano. And she's on stage. And there was these guys in the audience from out of somewhere. I don't remember where they were from, like these four white guys. And she go, Marilyn's like talking to him. She's like, yeah, you've been down to the Saddle Ranch? Yeah, you like, you know, she'll, you you going to get pussy tonight, you know, because that's Marilyn. You're going to get some pussy tonight. You guys are going to get some. And oh like, yeah, we hope so. She goes, all right, this is what you're going to do. She goes, Christy, back me up. I'm like, I'm right here. Uh-huh. She goes, you're going to go down there. And you're going to tell all the girls in there that you're a, a television producer. And I'm like, they will suck your dick right there in the bathroom. They're like, no way. And I go, oh, it's true. So Marilyn and I were tag teaming on her. It was so funny. So we told these guys how to pick up pussy in L.A.
0: Oh, my God. That was our
1: New Year's Eve gift to the world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so she had a great attitude and got along with a lot of people and just was a real, authentic, funny comic. You couldn't get more real than Marilyn Martinez. Gosh.
1: And she loved you. She loved you. And she loved everybody. She didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, she was so laid back. And if she didn't like you, she'd be like, fuck that guy. But she was still nice to you. She was polite. Yeah, yeah. She was polite because she's just a nice person, right. you know. And her husband was kind of a piece of shit, but you know, whatever. But right, she, that happens. It always happens, especially yeah. with comics. We, we all have dysfunctional relationships, but right. Marilyn, for all the shit she'd been through, she was so together. She was so smart, so funny, and so original. Like she just,
0: she just. I heard she was just herself. She didn't put on an act. Right. I heard. Um. From previous episodes with Joey Diaz, that um he gave her a lot of credit. Yes. Where credit was. Joey. You.
1: Yeah, they were very close. They were very close. Very yeah. close. And Uncle Joey is probably one of probably the most genuine realist motherfuckers who made it, who who came mm-hmm. up. He never forgets where he comes from. He he knows who we, you know, like we're all like, especially at the comedy store, it's this weird. Yeah. Like, like we're family. Like, oh, you're a store comic? There's so different air about someone who's Mm. from the comedy store versus anywhere else. Like, we, I know you. Yeah. Like, it's like, a, and then we see, like, when even like the newer generation, like the post-Mitsy generation Mm. that have been passed from, like, you know, 08 on, 2010 on, Mm -hmm. that are passed there. And they don't know anything of the life that we grew up in, in the comedies. They don't know the original comedy store they know the comedy store 2.0 which is fantastic mm-hmm. which i'm so grateful that it's going stronger than ever 53 years or 52 years whatever wow. oh, yeah 52 now um but it's like it's you know i love that they've kept it going and i'm just so relieved cuz we used to worry in the 90s during the 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 whole dark days of stand-up that we thought it was going to close. And, you know, Mitzi was robbing Peter to pay Paul because there was no income coming in. And we were doing anything. Like us comics would get together and put on shows and like send – we would go to the hotels and take –
0: you the know, ticket,
1: no, tickets, yeah. actual comedy store laminated tickets that Mitzi would have printed up. They're like two for one tickets mm,
0: and pass them and just the... give
1: them to the concierge and say, please give these to your hotel guests just to get. And it worked. It helped. Right. It helped a lot. But it was like, you know, and so these kids, today they don't know what we went through. Right, right, right. And how and you had to be good back then. Yeah. To get stage time because we didn't have social media or anything no. like that. And so we were like flyers on car windshield, standing out by the Whiskey Go-Go, going to the Rainbow Bar and Grill, going to the hotels, doing shows in coffee shops and laundromats, anywhere that would let us. Wow. And Mitzi would let us do our own private shows, independent shows upstairs in the belly room. And then she did the OR and the main room was only open one night a week at one point.
0: What? Only one night? Yeah.
1: A- and it would be empty, you know? And it was like, and it was just, it was just a really dark time in the late 90s. And- You know, it is, you know, but so we hustled and Mm -hmm. we busted our asses. But man, we had the best time. (laughs) We had so much fun those days. I mean, it's a good thing social media and camera phones weren't around back then. All the shit that happened. (laughs) Sheesh. All the drama. But at the same time, the magic yeah that era was like the magic that we came that we were a part of like and we were such a ride or die club that's why we're like you're a store comic all right like we, it's this weird bond this familial bond yeah. like oh you're a cousin you're my brother you're my sister kind of thing and it's like that's a very beautiful thing
0: for comics to have with each other yeah and that's why we stick together we st- us comedy store comp we stick together i've noticed th- i've noticed that yeah it's Anybody
1: at the comedy, any comic at the comedy store, I got you like that because you're my
0: family. Mm -hmm. And And Marilyn was a very big part of that family back then. Huge. Wow. Mitzi loved her.
1: Gosh. She was so funny. And she was because she was so different because she was like Roseanne, but Mm -hmm. she was a Latina and she owned everything she wasn't <laughs> sweet and adorable mm-hmm. oh my god don't you hate when mexicans do this oh my god like you know yeah, like yeah 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 or that i that.
0: hate the uh, let me talk about dating or i can't even or my talk-
1: husband no she's like fuck that i'm a fat bitch i <laughs> Listen, like this is this is what you're getting, right. you know. And she would just, just she was so honest and so real. And it's so, especially for even a female, right. let alone a Latina female. Right. That is
0: the time when and an older Latina. Right. Female. When they um. Because I remember the Latin Divas of Comedy when oh. it came out. Sarah Conteras is yep. on there um, and she was on it. So I remember the acts very well. Yes. What's unfortunate is she never realized she was up for an ALMA award. Um, mm-hmm. So, and she never, you know, that when I saw that special, um, she it,
1: murdered. Yes. And when, when Marilyn did the Latin Divas of Comedy, there was some, she was so different. Mm-hmm. Because she is a comedy store comic, yeah. And there's a different air about us. And now that you're getting to know some of us, mm-hmm. you're gonna start noticing.
0: Oh, I notice already. Yeah, and I notice. You're like,
1: because when I watch, I remember, I remember, I actually watched it again the other night just to just to, you know, because I missed her, and so I watched it again, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like she's so, like she was such a shining star, and she didn't get to really bask in her glory of what she mm-hmm. of, of her accomplishments like she was just coming up she
0: was really ahead of her time yeah,
1: way ahead she was like i said if she was here today she would be murdering the entire scene because she's so real and raw and right now you know you know how i am you've seen yeah, yeah. i'm very raw and i and, and it's like people come up i, I remember a couple of weeks ago i did an early show in Jersey City, there's a club out there that I love doing. Oh my god, I love this club! It's small. It's called the Laugh Tour, mm-hmm. and Rich Kianko does it. He was on my podcast a couple of weeks ago. That room is so magical, and they do early and late shows. Like an early show at like six thirty on mm-hmm. Saturday, and then um, and then on uh nine o'clock on six thirty and nine are the two shows, and then on Sat on Fridays at seven thirty and nine or so. I forget. Mm-hmm. I it's because it's whatever. Anyway, the early show. There was only maybe, I'm going to say 20, 25 people, mm-hmm. but it's a small, so it feels good. Even if it's a small crowd, it still feels warm and, mm-hmm. and Rich makes it that way. There was a family up front and it was a 17 year old kid's birthday. So it was a mom and dad, the kid, the, her other kids, the birthday girl, and then her two friends mm-hmm. She took them to see the early show at the comedy place and then i go up oh god that's a hard <laughs> like, no the... i no, you murdered oh, this you room and and the mom when i got off stage she grabs me she goes thank you <laughs> and it's funny cuz i've done shows a couple years ago
0: me and my best even though they were well 17 is almost 18 i
1: listen i roasted 4 year olds you i don't care i don't you're an four. infant you're getting it sorry <laughs> So, I did this show with my comedy husband as we call each other, Mark Brigadona. Mm-hmm. We used to do a podcast called Celebrity together during lockdown
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's and I just did a show with him in Pennsylvania Friday night, and uh he's very dad joke, so we do a show we do we tour together sometimes we'll mm-hmm. do the naughty and nice. I, I always tell people like, there's just like this disclosure disclosure is like the just whatever you call it the little one thing I can't talk. can you notice um I said you know um. Mark's got the dad jokes, feel-good stories and happiness, good, clean, and wholesome, and I'm a piece of shit. That's how I describe it. And then they die laughing, but it works because we're right. so opposite. So we did this show in Forest Hills. Christine Berg, Aaron Berg's wife. Oh, I love her. Isn't she great? So she, she booked I, this room. She's another
0: comic that I see, and I'm like, why don't – I know, you know, she's married and her husband's a busy mm-hmm. comic, but – She's a comic that I feel like needs more attention. Another one that I've seen recently. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So Mark and I do this room. So we're co-headlining. So he was booked to close. So I went on and we split the time. We each did 30. Mm -hmm. So I went on first and there was the owner of the place, his friends and family, they're all from Puerto Rico, lined up. I'm saying like 20 people at this table. There's kids. There's like a four-year-old and a (laughs) six-year-old. and they're like fuck Christie's going on oh, and i just went i got this you know cuz i don't care and that's and i and it's not mean and it's just fun right i roasted these kids so hard and the family they gave me a standing ovation <laughs> and those kids but it was so they nobody the owner was hugging me after the show going will you please come back i go dude i just annihilated a child (laughs) verbally assaulted this kid
0: anybody complaining but the parents did bring their kids yeah and the parents
1: loved me they were hugging me
0: they were taking
1: to get my social media they were grabbing me yeah they were loving it because the thing is it's just that when you're like and this is oops sorry just when we, um, this is like another thing with the comedy store, you know, like Mitzi really just allowed us to be ourselves and to be free. And then opening for Paul Mooney, all the years I opened oh, for yeah, Paul yeah. Mooney, he really pushed me with that freedom to be myself. Like he really helped me peel those layers as a young comic and really get to the root of my Damn. insane sense of humor and my point of view. And when you're that real, and Marilyn was the same way you know, that's why a lot of people were afraid of her. They didn't book her or she didn't get her flowers yet because she was way too ahead of her time because they weren't ready for someone like Marilyn in the Latina community, Mm -hmm. let alone the white community to accept a Latina. Right. uh,
0: I I see it myself where it's very hard, Mm -hmm. even with this podcast itself, to get the numbers because people want to listen to stuff that I identify. So right away, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, here I am, Latina myself, getting the audience in there. You know what I'm saying? And then we have, you have Mexicans, ver- the West Coast versus the East Coast. So yep. you have Mexicans over on the West side who are wonderful people, great people. I love the audience, but then you have the Puerto Ricans and then you have the Cubans down, I'm half um, Cuban. And it, it it's kind of like all the Latinas don't really support each other in a way. And it's yeah. a kind of very of sad, Situation too. And, and to, oh, God damn it. Oh, <laughs> let me sit on my hands. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and another thing with that too is on top of that, mm-hmm. how the Latino community, like they're very, they are Puerto yeah. Ricans are against Dominicans, Dominicans are oh. against Cubans, yeah. Cubans are against uh. It's like a whole thing. Yeah. It's just weird to me, but it's also um women. Yes.
0: Yes. Woman. Women
1: do not support women the way women should because oh, there's yeah. always, because all these bitches are insecure. I'm going to say it. Are insecure and they have to be the pretty one in the room. Yeah, and it's like, and I, I'm, I'm too old for this shit, right? I'm just like, go that's ahead. how I feel. I'm Honey,
0: too old for it. Th- yeah,
1: show your tits. I don't care. Like, I'm just gonna be funny. And if you want to do that and you want to be, then you be. Go ahead, girl. I'm not in competition with you. Yeah, and. So it's like you're right about that that men are nicer to women in Mm -hmm. stand-up because there's still that and you know because men are men. Yep, yep, they They have that that one little there's that one little shot that I could fuck her. Yeah. You know, she has a vagina, so I'm gonna be nice to her just in case she gives it up to me. And I
0: have a way easier time getting men on my show versus women. Oh
1: yeah, and it, women are probably intimidated by it, you. some. some t- it's or they don't take you seriously.
0: They don't. Um, you know, I felt very honored um, when Sarah Contreras was on my show. She's one of the Latin divas, uh, original Latin divas. I that was like the biggest honor for Aww. me to have her She's on awesome. my show. Yes, um, because she truly is very talented. I admired her. Um, and she was getting on my show but i've i've reached out to a certain women and it stuff has been weird or i've even met comics in person and then they've gotten weird with me and per- and the reason my show went to being so latino based was when i contacted white female comics mm-hmm nobody's was responding to me so it's like who you know my own community responds better to me versus other yeah you know well I, I and it's I, not that I'm like not because people I notice I've heard comics go why does everything have to be one that's boring they all You know, certain white male comics. because they're
1: being left out.
0: Yeah, they're being left out. They get mad. But, hey, you want to come on my show? Come on my show. That's not a problem. But when I'm reaching out to people who's responding, it's other uh, Latinos and Latinas responding back. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Damn, sorry. Sorry, I didn't shut my phone. But don't
1: worry about it. Um, But the thing is, is that comics... And I noticed this because I, I mean, I didn't have a, I mean, I called people Mm -hmm. and told people about, Hey, can you send me a video? It doesn't have to be anything special, nothing fancy of a funny story or a great memory of Marilyn Martinez that you have. And they're like, Oh, that's so great that you're doing that. Yeah. Okay. That's not what I asked. Yeah. You know? And it's so funny because it's like, I had that too. Yeah. Being a comedian. And and being in it as long as I have, and because some of them have passed me up because they've had oppor- opportunities, mm-hmm. and which is fine. Right. I don't care. You know, you figured the loophole out and you did it. You Good. deserve it. Good yeah. for you. I want I want us all to win. Right. All I care about is we're all at the dinner table. We're all eating. Who cares? Mm-hmm. So I don't care how you got there. It's not my business. Right. So. Um, because I didn't do those things. So I'm a one man band. So it's a little harder for me. And Marilyn and I were very much the same in that sense. Like we were no bullshit like that. Don't come at me with your penis out. Like, I don't have time for this. And now, now that I'm 53, I'm like, come at me with your penis out. Love, what do you got? Let (laughs) let me see what the offer is. You know, like, it's like that. But we were young. Like I knew her in my twenties, you know, and she was already like 40 at that point. Like, you know.
0: So she was a good mentor for you. Yes. Wow.
1: She really was
0: great at
1: letting me know that it's okay to to do what I do. Like, she was one of them that really supported me. And she's like, don't succumb. Because people would tell me, Christy, you should wear a dress on stage. It, you, you should, you're a little harsh. Maybe if you wore a dress, it would soften up your act. Maybe you shouldn't curse, you know. Maybe you should uh. tone it down every day. You should put your hair up. That'll look sweet and innocent. Maybe you should just dress. And I'm like, what the fuck? You know? Why don't but you-? To, to me for. And Marilyn's like, fuck that. You fucking do what you do. You'd and Mitzi was the same yeah. way. You know, and I was just a kid. Right. But I, so I just did what I wanted to. I always did what I wanted to do. And I think that's why Mitzi loved me and why she was so good to me was because I just marched to the beat of my own drum. And that's why Mooney and I, when I first met him, I almost p- fainted. Like I almost died. Like uh-huh. I, he was the only one I got starstruck over. Because I loved him so much because he was so just, he was.
0: I've interviewed com- certain comics and I've gotten nervous and sort, because they're, the way I look at comedy, it's such a beautiful art form stand up comedian mm-hmm. um but i have interviewed certain comics most recently ty rivera that i interviewed right and great. i got starstruck because watching some of his acts were so good yeah he's and great. i and he was so great interviewing but i know i had a little moment and it was like right. wow and, well you
1: really respect the craft yeah. you know you yeah. love the craft and, and it's like so do i i'm such a fan of comedy yeah like, if you're funny i'm gonna be your biggest cheerleader even though we yeah. work together or if you're i, I love funny comedy. Yeah. It, I could watch it all day, yeah, that's why I like to get to the clubs early and watch, plus also too, in case you know i could I sum up the show with my opening joke, yeah, but also, I want to be entertained, I like to feed off the audience, see what they're reacting to, and if somebody bombs really bad, then I can make fun of them, yeah <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I love when comics kill in front of me because it makes my job easier, because then I could come out with both guns blazing and just jump into my set as opposed to oh, I just walked into a cemetery. <laughs> Let me undig the graves. Yeah, yeah, pull yeah, the yeah, bodies yeah. out, put them on a chair, wake them up. You know, it's it's a lot of work when someone's when yeah. the show sucks.
0: Do you have any um stories of touring with her like and anywhere else besides other than los angeles with uh maryland like we the, never did the road together Oh, you never did the road together she
1: would do if she was on her circuit she and then i was on mine mm, okay so we never did the same shows i mean we did it in the city right right we do same shows but we were always at the comedy store because mitzi mm. gave us so much work okay so always we at most, we were yeah. always with her i was always with her at the
0: comedy store
1: mm. at the comedy store is such it's so different than the clubs here like yeah. it's like a home.
0: No, I when I lived in LA, that's the club I still miss because right. when I went there and I would see the comics and I saw I would always discover somebody good that wasn't the normal cookie cutter. Right, and that's say. yeah, we were and the that jazz was, club. Right. And, and it,
1: even if you weren't didn't have a spot, we'd still go and hang out. Even if we didn't have a spot that night. We weren't right. on, but we'd just go and no one ever went, "Why are you here?"
0: Oh, you're hanging out? Thing. Yeah, because I've heard at other clubs where New they New York don't... City, they oh, look at yeah. you
1: like, why are you here? You don't have a spot. You saw like you're not booked. Ew. Mm. It's so gross. That's such a negative uh it's so bad. But like that's the thing with the comedy store, you know, even if you weren't on, you showed up, mm-hmm. you hung out. Yeah. You know, because it was just like we were all family. We all looked out for each other. Yeah. And sometimes nights when you didn't have a spot and you'd show up anyway. It was more fun because you didn't have any pressure to go on or do something you're like, Oh, I gotta, you know, I'm gonna go on, then come off or whatever. But it's you know, but it was never Wow. You know, it was just it, you never felt bad for not having a spot. Like, you know, Mitzi gave me a lot of spots. She gave yeah. me a lot of work. And but she never even in the nights I wasn't, I never felt bad about being there, even if I wasn't on. Like, oh, wow. you're here. Yeah, you're supposed to be here, duh, because yeah. you're family.
0: You know, now, we when all you stuck heard, together. Um about when she passed share would um but what you were you had already left and that's when you went yeah to I, I left a year before the last she, share about the last time you spoke with her
1: okay um i had found out i was living here and i was working at a gym and
0: then here is new york
1: yeah and uh who called me was it luca it might have been luca polanka mm-hmm Cause he always tells me the one, the 411, Luca. And I, I have a clip from him also. Cause, and, uh, but Luca loved, like loved her and she loved him a lot. But Luca's great. Luca's Tammy Pescatelli's husband. Mm. He was also a comedian. It's funny cause I met him first when he came to the comedy store. We got really close him, me, him, and his cousin Antoinette. And then he moved on to do movies and stuff. And then Tammy Pascatelli comes in. Her and I get really close. Uh And then I leave to New York. Luca comes back to the comedy store. Him and Tammy meet, fall in love, and get married. So then they come back to the East Coast. And I'm like, oh, my God, two different decades of my life have just merged into one family. Wow. It was crazy. But Luca did a movie. Him and uh, Peter Dobson did this movie. It was called Choose Life and Marilyn played a part in it and he sent the clip
0: <gasps> of oh, the Greg. movie of her
1: aunt dying it's so funny oh. and he and she had a he told a funny story about it she goes you know he goes Marilyn I'm doing shooting this movie I want you to be a part of it and she goes you know Luke I love you I'll do anything for you you know that so they go to shoot the movie and they're you know beating her up and they pull her wig off and mm-hmm. she's screaming and stuff and after they wrap, after they wrapped the scene she looks at Luke and she goes if I would have known I was gonna get fucked in the ass the entire scene, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like it was so funny. But it was, but when you see the clip, you'll mm-hmm. understand it's so it's a riot. It's his favorite moment with her. And that was what he sent to share. But um, I got a call that she had collapsed in the street oh. from the cancer. And it was like stage four. It was like far gone because she never, you know, who thinks to get checked for colon cancer. Right, right, right. So I find out and I call her. And she answers and, and uh, I heard she was in the hospital and um, I call her and she answered her phone and I said, oh, my God, are you OK? And she's like, yeah, girl, you know, I'm fine. I go, oh, my God, do you want me to come home and take care of you? I'll do it. I'll drop everything and come right. take care of you. I don't give a shit. No, girl, I'm going to be fine. Don't even sweat it. No, don't come back here. Stay there. And I go, are you sure? Because I will right. leave. come home and take care of you. Because I know David's not. Mm -hmm. And she laughed. And I said, I'll be your husband. Let's do this. I got it. I go, but please, I will come home. She's like, no, I'm good. I'm going to be fine. Don't worry about me. And I said, well, of course I'm going to worry about you. I love you. So, you know, we hang up. And then she died soon after that. So, but um, I'm glad I, at least I had that.
0: You had the closure with You know, at
1: least I got to tell her I loved her. And I will come home and take care of you. And she would never want anybody to um, interrupt their life for her. Like, she was so strong. But it's like, I would have. Yeah. I would have. I would not have given a shit about any of this. I would have went home and took care of her. Because oh. she she would, you know what? She would have done that for me. Because that's who she was.
0: Right.
1: She was such, like I always tell her, she's my ride or die.
0: Right.
1: Like, we would just, you know, she would come over to my house when I lived in Silver Lake, me and my gay husband, my best friend. <laughs> And, uh, listen, gay husbands, best friends are the best, sip, yeah. best spouses. Oh, I have a couple. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, we lived together and we had a dog, but we had a big backyard right. in Silver Lake and we'd have a lot of barbecues. So Marilyn would come over and hang out with us. Cause you know, she loved the gay boys and they loved her cause she was a trash talker, mm. but we'd have so much fun. And it was just like, she was just such a light in the room. She was just, she was uh, like, gone way too soon yeah not fair and i still get mad that she's not here with us yeah
0: well thank you so much for coming on oh my god i love being my co-host today and hopefully we can honor her memory with this episode um because i really wanted to do it and you know i I had been wanting to do this for a while I, i wanted to do it for a while and i didn't know how about going but um you know, thank you again, because I really, really appreciate it. And when i hearing stories like this, I love to hear because I look at her and I'm like, what a shame that, you know, um, and in a way it, it influenced me a lot to see people like her and Sarah as well in the future that, you know, we can do other things, Latinas and, and Latinos. We don't have, you know, we need to push
1: yeah, you can for be representation. Leading, yeah. yeah, you can be leading ladies. You can own your own empire. You can yes. do whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. And don't let anyone tell you not because I'll fuck them up.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Can you tell my audience where they could find you and if you want to promote anything?
1: Yeah, ahead. I'll be in prison after this show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you can find me on all the socials at Christy Miller Comedy. That's my YouTube channel, Instagram. I don't use TikTok because it's retarded. But, um, uh, but I use mostly Instagram and Facebook. It's all Christy Miller Comedy. Um, I have an album out on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, everywhere you stream music. It's called Brutally Yours. Please download it. And uh, yeah, if you love me, please follow me. I'd love to have you. And if you hated me, I've been Kathy Griffin.
0: (laughs) Um, And my name is Marcella Alonso. You can follow me on IG, Marcella Sobella. Facebook, Marcella Sobella. YouTube, Marcella Sobella. Uh, Go ahead, join my Patreon at Marcellusobella.com. Thank you so much for being on Sunday, Sunday.